Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. This is the time of the year when everyone is working on their plans for the new year. Long hours of reviewing numbers, tracking sales, looking at customer data, reviewing operations, productivity, worker utilization, so many different data points that go into planning for the future. All of these are a part of the planning process. And this data then is used to create the best plan that you possibly can for the year to come. And that's great. You've done your due diligence. You've created a strategic masterpiece. One question. What is the chance that that plan will actually achieve its goals? Have you ever had a good strategic or operational plan that fails? Well, we probably all have if we've been around long enough. Why do they fail? Well, maybe the plan was unrealistic, but more likely the people executing the plan were not prepared and equipped to achieve the goals. This is the challenge with strategic and operational plans. They depend on people to be successful. Let me ask you this. When you go to your doctor to do your annual physical, what does your doctor do? They check your vital signs, right? Blood pressure, temperature, they ask a lot of questions. Why? Because this gives them the empirical data, the scientific data, They need to gauge your current health and vitality. If they find something that is not as it should be, then they take corrective action to restore and enhance your health. Would you be comfortable with walking into your doctor's office, seeing your doctor, they take one look at you, grab their prescription pad, and start prescribing some new kind of medicine? That's it. That's all they've done. Take one look at you. Well, certainly not. I know I would not be comfortable with that. That's anecdotal information that is not based on science, but on opinion. I'm going to bring this back to the workplace, but I want to spend just a second talking about how often Anecdotal information is used to make critical decisions about people in the workplace. I see it all the time. Well, I know I know what I'm doing. I'm a good leader. I understand what I'm doing. I understand that person. I know where they are. Uh, I know what their limits are. I, I know, you know, they're pretty much at capacity. There isn't any more growth there. Did you know that the average employee in the United States only uses 40 to 50% of their capacity, that there is at least as much 
unrealized capacity in just about every individual. Now, some do go beyond that. You see those highly engaged people who are giving you 70 and 80%, right? But that's not the majority. The difference between good scientific data and anecdotal data is the difference between success and failure in many situations. Let's talk a little bit about that. How do you take the vital signs that you need for people? Well, organizations and leaders have struggled with that question. Ways to find good measures to see what the health and vitality of their people, their teams, and even their entire organization is. Climate surveys are frequently used. They provide some some good insight. There's no question about that. The problem with most climate surveys, they do not identify the root causes of the gap areas, nor do they provide a prescriptive solution. You can get an entire three or four inch thick notebook by doing a climate survey. But how much of that is truly actionable data where they tell you exactly what you need to do to turn this number around and get it where you want it to be or get engagement levels where they should be for your organization? And the reality is most of those climate surveys just simply will not go that far. They're not built to give you truly actionable data. They think it is. They think that their surveys will give you that. But what they're giving you is numbers and data and then an expectation that you'll figure it out. Oh, well, it's your organization. You'll figure out how to do that. It's not about the uniqueness of the organization. It is about the uniqueness of the people in the organization. And people, insights, good data about people is what we're going to talk about today. Most decisions in organizations are based on getting the best data available than making the best decision possible. And that makes a lot of sense, right? The one area where this falls short consistently is in the human element or people. Now, I'm going to talk to you about a group of assessments today called the Vital Signs Assessments. And it comes from a company called Six Seconds. And it is very effective. And I want to share with you why it's so effective. Because it goes beyond... Here's some data. Good luck with it. It actually gives you not just good, validated, scientific data for leaders, teams, and organizations, but it gives you a roadmap to know how to move things in the right direction. Actual, actionable data. So the Vital Science Assessments provide this kind of data. For years, leaders, owners, organizations have searched for a set of tools 
that will provide this kind of actionable data that we're talking about that is actually validated. I mean, it's one thing to have somebody's survey they've come up with and say, well, you got a 45 out of 100, so that means you're this and you need to fix that. Is that truly a validated bit of information? Is, is it good data? Is it repeatable? And is it predictive? And that's important. That is probably one of the most important things we'll talk about today is the predictive validity of the data that you're getting. Because if it isn't predictive, I don't know that it helps you a lot. So these vital signs assessments from six seconds, this suite of assessments has more than 15 years of validation, which doesn't sound like a lot, but we're talking about tens of thousands of people involved in that validation process, participants and and validated uh, scientific data that have, has come over 15 years. So let me break it down. There are three different tools in the Vital Signs Assessment Suite. The first is a Leadership 360. It's a 360 assessment that combines predictive analytics with science to capture a true picture of that leader's impact. It is the way I describe it, it's a mirror for the leader to see how they're showing up for other people and what their leadership impact is. The second tool is called Team Vital Signs. It provides insight into team dynamics that directly impact team performance. Again, actionable data. And the third one, is an organizational vital signs assessment. It surpasses the normal climate surveys because it provides actionable data and a clear path forward to enhance organizational health and vitality, which includes engagement levels, cultural insights, and alignment to organizational goals. That toolkit provides really good data on people that is missing in most organizations. Let's step back for just a minute and define organizational health and vitality. What is it? It's a multidimensional measure of critical success factors and outcomes. Now, I'm sure that helped a lot, right? But think about what I just said. There are certain drivers of success that create certain outcomes. And that's what we're measuring in organizational health and vitality. So at a high level, things like how agile is the organization, how much energy is there, passion, energy, how much engagement, uh, what about motivation, how much good collaboration is going on, and where are the performance levels? Those are just some of the different characteristics of a healthy and vital organization. Uh, in his book, The Advantage, Patrick Lencioni makes a very bold but very accurate statement. Organizational health trumps everything else in business. 
As I said, pretty bold, but very accurate statement. Now, I'm not going to go, I love that book, by the way. If you have not read it, I highly recommend it. Patrick Lencioni is his own level of thought leader and has his own deep experience that I think applies across just about any industry. So highly recommend his stuff. But let's, let's take this to the vital signs assessment model. If organizational health trumps everything else in business, as Patrick Lencioni has said, how do we measure organizational health and vitality? Well, the vital signs model has five drivers of success. And I think these will make sense. There's motivation, change, teamwork, execution, and trust. And in the model I'm looking at, trust is in the center and touches all four of the other drivers of success, which is true. Trust touches everything. There are also outcome measures. So let me share with you the outcome measures. So if the drivers of success are operating at a fairly high level, then these outcome measures should also be at a fairly high level. Future success, customer focus, productivity, and retention. Those are the outcomes for the organizational vital signs assessment. The outcomes are different for a leader, for a team, or for an entire organization, but the drivers of success remain the same. And these drivers provide a very practical approach to identifying strengths to leverage and gaps that may need to be resolved or improved. And so the process here is fairly simple, but pretty profound. First, the assessments give us clarity and insight. They also provide us actionable data, and that's a key word, actionable data, which we can then create a roadmap to success, whether it's for a leader or for a team or even for an entire organization. I talk a lot these days about data-driven solutions, especially when it comes to people. Data is used in organizations all the time to inform decision-making, planning, and problem-solving efforts. People are the most important asset any organization has. But getting good data related to people in the workplace appears to be a real challenge for most organizations. Now, organizations spend countless hours reviewing data in areas of revenue generation, finance, operations, and administration. Then they use that data to create strategic plans and set goals. That's the normal process, and it's a very good process. This is time and effort well spent. Now, here's the question to ask. How do you know that your people are prepared, equipped, and engaged to achieve your goal? I think that's a question that's very important, and I think it's one that doesn't get asked. It just gets glossed over a lot because... 
If we ask the question, we have to do something about it, and we don't know what to do. Let me share a story with you that I think will kind of highlight a lot of what I've been talking about. Several years ago, I started working with a client uh, in a manufacturing company. The owner is a highly intelligent individual whose entire career has focused on engineering and then owning his own manufacturing company. He has surrounded himself with other very intelligent people. I asked to see their strategic plan for people when I started working with them. Crickets. Then I asked to see their leadership development plan. Again, crickets. Then I simply asked what they knew about their leaders. Well, the answers focused on what you might expect. Education, technical skills, certifications, experience, that kind of thing. That's not a bad start, but that's where the insight ended. Now, this explained a lot for me about what was happening in that organization. Here were some of the challenges that I found when I walked into that organization and started working with them. Pockets of toxicity, loyalty that was not based in trust, so favoritism became very prevalent. And us versus them mentality, high turnover, lack of alignment to goals, blame fixing was absolutely rampant. It was everything was somebody else's fault. And low employee engagement, which kind of makes sense when you hear the whole list, right? If you look closely at all of these challenges, they revolve around people issues. Now, I have a good friend whose favorite quote is, it's always a people problem. And he would be right. Now, we came up with a game plan to overcome these challenges. Where did it start? With assessments. Why? Well, let me share a secret that I've been using for more than 35 years. If you create common ground with people where they can better understand themselves and others, it is a good start to removing many of the challenges in the workplace and at home. The way you do that is to take away the focus on each other and all of the baggage that comes with that and shift that focus to a shared experience that enhances self-awareness and discovery. Basically, create an objective focus so people can move past the bias and the patterns that they built up around other people. And that's where assessments really, really solve that problem. They create that objective focus that helps people move forward. Well, this began a journey for the people in that organization. Through the assessment feedback sessions that I had with them, they started to see themselves in new ways. They began to understand their behavior and the behavior of others. They realized that everyone is not the same, and if someone is different, it does not mean they're malicious or trying to sabotage them. 
they started to see the value in people working together with different strengths and different approaches. New insight into their team fostered growth and higher engagement and productivity. Back to our story. Fast forward two years with this client, and we enhance the assessment process for leaders and teams by introducing these vital signs assessments from six seconds. We now had clear and actionable data to make better decisions. Leaders became more confident and more effective. They had their own development pathway. They actually had a development pathway for their team as well. They had deeper insight into their team and how to help their team succeed. Well, now we come down to an important focus, which is the choice, what I call the choice. The reason most organizations do not have a well-defined plan for their people is because they don't have the data that they need. Good validated data is critical to making the best decisions and taking the right action steps. So here's the dilemma. Senior leaders make a choice as to how much they're going to invest in their people. In my experience, they lean toward investing very little. Why? Well, here's a few reasons. They have had a shotgun approach in the past to developing and growing their people and have seen little to no return on investment. Number two, they simply don't know where to start. Number three, unlike most investment decisions they make, they don't have the data they need to feel comfortable making investments in their people. Number four, they know it's important, but there's so much noise out there that they can't identify what's right for them and for their people. There's a simple but profoundly effective method to ensure that investing in people has the desired return on investment. This is a process we've developed and use all the time. Assess. Step one, assess. Get good, validated, and actionable data that provides clear direction on next steps. Number two, equip. Use the assessment data to create success pathways, basically growth development, upskilling, all of those things that are going to enhance people's capacity, competency, skills, and do that for individuals, for leaders, and for teams. And number three, align. Track progress and ensure that growth and development are in alignment with team and organizational goals. That's it. If you effectively do those three things, the fourth step is actually an outcome, and that is succeed you will reach the success you want if you do those other things effectively. But remember where it all starts. It starts with getting good data through good, validated, scientific assessments. In a world where data 
is ever increasing. Organizations have the opportunity to get the people insights that they need. Here's a caveat. It never comes from just one assessment. Don't be fooled by somebody telling you that their personality assessment is the magic bullet. It is not. And it's funny because they'll camouflage their personality assessments with words like predictive and culture. And, uh, and it's basically for promotional purposes. Now, I'm not saying those are bad assessments. As a good friend of mine says, don't hear what I'm not saying. It took me a while to figure that one out. Anyway, um, yeah, they're fine. They're good assessments, but they're limited, very limited predictability and limited application. Limit them for what they're good for. How to communicate with others of different personality types. How to collaborate. How to build teams with complementary personalities. That's a good use of those assessments. They are never going to give you the data that you need to get the insights you need into leaders, teams, and the entire organization to really understand where organizational health and vitality is today and how to get where you want it to be in the future. When it comes to getting deep insights into leaders, teams, and the entire organization, the vital signs assessments I'm talking about are designed and validated to work together. Now, I use a lot of other assessments as well, so I'm not here as a promotional person for six seconds and their, their vital signs assessments, except for the fact that they're, they work and they work really, really well. I am promoting from my passion of helping people, leaders, teams, and organizations reach the place they want to reach, get to that dream, that goal that they want to get to. That's the passion coming out in me. These tools will identify if your people are prepared, equipped, agile, focused, and engaged so that they can achieve those goals. If they're not, you'll then have actionable data to help equip and prepare them to achieve and reach the success and satisfaction that everyone desires. And isn't that where we all want to get to? Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.